You might be looking at the healthcare news these days and wondering what is going on. You see things like non-for-profit hospitals that are actually investing in things that don't have a remote connection to healthcare. For instance, Kaiser Permanente this summer put down $200 million to go towards housing for lower-income people. And what's really interesting is when you dive a little bit deeper in the story, you actually uncover that there really is an important link with healthcare, and furthermore, that it's actually a very good strategic move. And that's one of the two stories we want to look into today. This story might also raise another question in your mind. You might be thinking about efficiency and systems. So. You know, if different players, different hospitals, different networks start trying to solve issues on their own, wouldn't that be more efficient to have a government, for instance, or an NGO step in and pull all these resources together so that they can really invest in a coherent, integrated way? And that's a really good question. And for that, I want to bring, bring a piece of news that's a little bit older. It's uh, to do with the Rocky Mountain Health Plans. You might actually know it, but not under that name. If you remember back when Obama did his uh, tour of different states at a certain point, he stopped by Colorado and he mentioned to them, you guys are doing something that um, very few states are actually doing right now. You have managed to have the extremely efficient use of uh, your, your healthcare resources. And it's I want to point that out because it's, it's really interesting. They're still working under a, a free market, under this, the rules and regulations and the policy that every other state is working in, but they've managed to kind of find a way to have different actors play in that game a little bit differently. And I want to explore that because I think that's also a very interesting um, point there to, to tackle back on the Kaiser Permanente story is, okay, what is the, the power in the end and the impact that an individual um, healthcare network can end up having for a city, for a state, for the country, maybe. You are listening to Healthcare Focus, where we follow healthcare news and industry research so you don't have to. $200 million in the housing, how does that fit Kaiser Permanente's strategy? Um, in two words, it's integration and it's person-centered care. And these two words probably won't surprise you. That's what they've really built the, the company on, um, sharing resources. So you're looking at the, the model itself. It's prepaid, not a fee-for-service. It's everything centralized in terms of facilities. So you go into one center and you may have multiple visits with different experts. But it's also, and that's more to the point, a sharing of information. So obviously you've got the different notes from your visits, um, the, the medications they gave you and all, all these things. But what's more interesting is the, the progression of the disease. They're, they have such good technology and they have such good relationships over time with people that they're able to capture um, a real, what we call a 360 view, um, often in consulting, right? So it's, it's really understanding the person from all these different angles over a long period of time across all these different experts. And that really leads you to that person-centered care. And the person-centered care, of course, it's not just that. It's not just the IT system, um, the access to the information, because of course it takes a team of professionals that work together. So it's a real culture in the organization. But it certainly does have uh, an aspect to it of access to the information. Because the more we know about you, right, about the, the person that comes and visit, the more theoretically we'd be able to tailor the services that we do and the more the decisions would be aligned with the, the population we serve. 
The problem we run into when we're talking about low-income populations is that they're, and this seems obvious, right, but they don't have a continuous access to doctors, so we're really talking about affordability. The thing that we don't really think about, though, is the other side of the coin here. So doctors also don't have visibility on those patients. They see them in and out, but they don't really know what's, what happens um, to their health over time. And so when you're thinking about the stability um, of, of housing situations, right, you're really tackling a problem that's at the core of, of this. Because if someone doesn't have food and they don't know where they're going to sleep tomorrow, the chances that they actually adhere to a treatment is very low. And the World Health Organization does flag this as one of the major problems uh, for low-income populations. Adherence is clearly linked to the ability to make people healthier. And uh, low income is unfortunately correlated with the lack of adherence. So this is really something at the very, very bottom that, you know, even if you do give access to medication and to doctors, if you're not solving that core issue and if people are too, um, have, have too much to cope with on a daily basis, then, you know, the, the adherence is really, the compliance is really low at that level. It's inefficient. At the same time, when you don't actually... Um, solve this uh, issue both of the housing but also more generally of having access to healthcare you're ending up with emergency rooms and visits that are very costly they come in very late when they could have been prevented they also come in simply because there is no general practitioner and that is their general practitioner so to speak and if you combine all of these things you you realize there's one um, very important piece that we haven't talked about yet but it's the fact that when the people do come into the hospitals and when they come on regular basis, not only do we see compliance, uh, you know, a chance for compliance to actually be higher, but we also have a chance to collect what we call longitudinal data. And that means different data points in regards to someone's health, but over a longer period of time. It's the strength uh, of the data plus the, the collaborative culture that really gives Kaiser Permanente the ability to provide the right kind of care for every person. And if you think about it, the average person that stays with uh, Kaiser Permanente stays with them 17 years. That's a really long time. Over 17 years, if you can see over that span the, the relationships and what, what is happening to a person and how it evolves over time. So that story of the, the progression of the diseases or of the just the health story of these people, then you're able to really gain very interesting insights. And if you do that for a large enough population, then that's basically what research is, right? It's finding the trends and starting to become aware of the effects and the relationships between different things. Now, the low-income patients, they're completely missing in this picture we we have the data for an average of 17 years but it's the data of a social uh, of a certain social class that is able to access it the lower income people uh if if they were to be included would actually make the system gain efficiencies because we'd be able to really pinpoint their needs and the problems in a much more specific way because we'd have more data uh we'd be able to take preventive measures so instead of waiting for a problem to to take such a proportion that it is very difficult to tackle we might be able to reduce costs and come in with preventive solutions knowing the trends ahead of time and the costs in general can be better managed because if we know the population then we're really able to say okay these are the needs let's actually plan ahead for them and let's not just be in a reactive mode the way that it is now 
And so when you think about it under this angle, you realize that it really is a smart move to invest in the social determinants of health, not only in providing the access to healthcare itself, right? And so in that light, you'd say that the, the housing investment that Kaiser Permanente just did actually is very much aligned with their core strategy. It, it does come down to integration and to a person-centered care, except it's not just for a smaller population, it's making it inclusive and accessible to more so that overall we have a better understanding of the whole system we serve. Who should be responsible for increasing access to healthcare for the lower income populations? We might think of governments, we might think that it's hospitals, but one thing is certain, right now the climate is quite uncertain for the hospitals and the policies. We just don't know what the legislation might turn out to be soon when it comes to the healthcare reform. Grand Junction is probably the poster child for when it comes to healthcare and, and new ways of doing business. And it's a very interesting story there because Grand Junction is uh, the follows the same rules and the same policies as everyone, right? But 40 years ago, something really interesting happened. Doctors came together and they decided that they were going to treat every patient in town, no matter what their income was, and that they're going to charge the exact same amount for the same procedure regardless of who's paying. And that's very, very uh, novel as an idea into this current system because typically what happens if an insurance is paying the doctor, then that's one amount that gets charged for uh, a treatment. And for the exact same treatment, if you're dealing with Medicare or with Medicaid, then you get two different prices. And so overall, that means there's almost like three tiers in the system when it comes to deciding who, um, you know, who gets paid what. And of course, this leads to, to problems. For example, we might <laughs> try to fill the, the schedule more with the insurance that pays best and so on and so forth. And it, it creates inequalities in the system, even when we do try to include everyone. So this decision from the part of the doctors was very interesting because it, it put a stop to that. And it really said, well, you know what, no matter who you are, because we're getting paid the, the, the same amount, we're going to give you the same level of service. And at the same time, there's a local health plan that also got formed. And the, the way this association worked, the Rocky Mountain Health Plan, they decided to only do business with doctors who would agree to these terms, to basically see anyone in town that required medical help and get paid a, a fixed amount of time uh, of uh, money regardless of uh, what the income of that person was and the two combined together gave way to something really interesting obviously it created better access and that's the first and foremost right that's the thing that we noticed most but there's also two other things that are less obvious and it's the aspect of performance and cost management and just like Kaiser Permanente that has a consolidated tool that allows, you know, software that allows to track the health of patients, they, they, they devise their own in-house IT system. And it collects the data across different visits from different experts over time. And it creates reports and the reports are used to compare and benchmark one doctor versus another in the same type of, of category. And so it starts to give a transparency into the system. It allows us to say, okay, this doctor solved more cases than everyone. What is he doing right? And maybe can we learn from that? Or that doctor is performing really under the, the threshold of, of their peers. What's going on there? 
And even more than that, there's an element of cost because or, or efficiency because we can also say, well, you treated the same amount of patients as you know, the, the average doctor in town, but you've done it at twice the cost. So what's going on here? And this ability to really measure and take uh, indicators for performance and for cost and to compare it across the board has really made the system extremely efficient. It creates an incentive in the first place because um, Rocky Mountain health plans will only work with doctors that are year after year maintaining these standards. So they will renew with physicians that do a good job essentially and at the same time it also brings accountability because suddenly everything is transparent it's shared and there's really a, a sense of responsibility there all this to say it's not uh, to say that one hospital or one network is going to save the day for everyone in the nation obviously we need to work together and as much at the level of policy as at the the grassroots level or on the ground level we need to integrate efforts together. But I think those two stories are very interesting because Casa Permanente's involvement with housing shows us that it's not incompatible to have a business goal, to have a business strategy, and to also have altruistic behavior, inclusive behavior, behavior that really leads to accessibility. And the, the Rocky Mountain Health Plan story, the Grand Junction story, is really interesting because it also shows us another thing. It says, you know, policy is absolutely necessary. And at, a, at, a, at the end of the day, you know, the, the ability to comply with laws and to share together some responsibilities in a legal sense is really absolutely crucial for any society. But in the meantime, while things do develop and, and take shape and with everything that's changing and going on in the environment, it's this uncertain environment, there's people out there that are suffering and that still do need some help. And it's interesting to see that Grand Junction took took the lead. They took an initiative and regardless of the fact that there may need some review in terms of the, the policy making, depending on, on your belief and, and perspective, it's interesting to see that they found a way to still service everyone and to still take action before a policy was really ready. So I think those two stories are, are very important and very beautiful in that way because they do show the power of one player in a bigger ecosystem. You've been listening to Healthcare Focus. Subscribe to Healthcare Focus and we'll deliver our next episode to you while you sleep. Check out our show notes for links to articles and videos that inspired this episode.